Good day to you, and welcome to Primary Sources, a lazy sideshow created by the good fellows down at We Talk About Dead People to tide you over until the next full episode. In this very educated and intellectual show, we will read old books aloud and comment on them, as educated people do. Settle in, pour yourself a nice glass of brandy, place the white cat on your lap, and take a nice long pull on that massive cigar. There we go. Right as rain. So, James, what do we yes. have today? Well, excellent question. Excellent <laughs> inquiry, Lord Aaron. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I believe you did mention something about primary sources. Well, that's correct, I did. This is ah, a, excellent. Yes, it's a sideshow called Primary Sources. Ah, sideshow. Yes. <laughs> Can't do the voices the whole time. Uh, no, we cannot. Of course not. No. Okay. Be too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to have fun on this show. No, nope. sir. Nope. We just want to feel sad and eat pancakes, I guess. That's that's <laughs> how it is. Yeah. So oh. okay. So primary sources. We, we've done this once or twice before, right? Yeah, but kind I don't think of. we ever actually featured it on an episode. I feel like we cut it out. Oh, did we cut it out? Probably. I th think we did. Yeah, because it sucked. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that means we can use that book again. Yes, Good. it does. Okay. Yeah, so, anyway. I think I'm going to let you start. What did you pick this week for ah, Primary okay. Well, so for our listeners, basically we just find, we try and find a really old book. And then yes. we <laughs> read through it, read parts through it. Uh, and I found a book entitled, Advice to Young Men and Incidentally to Young Women in the Middle and Higher Ranks of Life by oh William Cobat. That sounds useful. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so why, don't, why don't you read us a little bit from that? Hmm? Well, I, I have a little bit more than a little bit. Oh. Um, so so here's the thing. The book is I found it's all online, and it's pretty lengthly. Length lengthy. Lengthly. <laughs> lengthly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's basically I think it's written in the early 1800s. By this English guy named William Cobat, and mm. it has every piece of advice a young man would ever need. Uh, he covers everything. Oh, and everything. Pretty much. Perfect. <laughs> and a perf. lot of it. <laughs> perf! A lot of the advice is actually pretty good, oh. but not all of it. Not all. And of we're going to focus on. Well, I'm not going to tell you whether this is good or bad advice. But. Is, is there a I, piece of advice in there saying that. We should stop saying okay so much on the podcast. <laughs> okay. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Probably. Probably. But yeah. that's not what we're going to cover, is it? No, it's oh. not. Okay. So the portion of the book that I picked out, uh, I, I had you in mind specifically, uh, because this part of the book is all about finding that perfect woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need the help. Okay. I definitely do. Mm. Yes. So, uh, in finding the perfect woman, the the, the author puts forth uh, a bunch of attributes that you need to look for in that woman. Okay. And then he breaks down each attribute in like twenty pages of dialogue for things. Oh my god! Well, I am I, not I, going to read that. All. Yeah, I was going to say. I hope you've distilled this a tiny bit. Yes, I've taken the best portions, the be the best one or two sentences from each portion. Well, so we'll we'll go through it as quickly as possible. Good. But hopefully this will uh, this will help you and other single men out there. And for any ladies listening, <laughs> this is definitely how you should act in order to win yourself a good English gentleman. Okay. Okay. Wait. So I'm gonna go into this with an open mind. All right. Yeah. Uh -huh. I know it's the 1800s and things were a little different back then. Um, yes. But. I think I'm going to go into this with an open mind. If I hear some advice yeah. that I'm like, hmm, I could use that, I will use yeah. it. And we'll okay. I will report back with my results uh, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, then without further ado, yes, let's dive into this. So he, li he lists uh, eight attributes that every uh, godly English gentlewoman needs. And okay. these are chastity, sobriety, industry... <laughs> Frugality, oh. cleanliness, knowledge of domestic affairs, good temper, and beauty. <laughs> okay, so I see what I heard is that you need to know the domestic policies of your country in order to be, you know, you said domestic um, affairs? I'm well, sorry. maybe. Don't. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> if your country does a lot of, like, cooking and housekeeping, then yes, <laughs> that would be true. <laughs> Our country does so, a lot, do a lot of cooking. 
That's true. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know about housekeeping. Mm. Well, we'll get Drain it. Drain the swamp. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. So. No, you're, you're fine. So, yeah. should we... Let's dive into this. Yes, uh, cool. So, chastity. Okay. Um, and a couple of my favorite sentences from this portion. Oh, yes. Uh, the first one is... It is with me not enough that she cast down her eyes or turn aside her head with a smile when she hears an indelicate illusion. She ought to appear not to understand it and to receive from it no more impression than if she were a post. <laughs> a post? Yep. Oh, uh, okay, so, so let me break this down real quick. Please do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> chastity... Is mm -hmm. okay. So you, somebody tells you a rude joke. Yes. Okay. And you're supposed to not giggle and look away and out of embarrassment. Right. Okay. You're supposed to pretend like you didn't hear it at all. Yes, as if that person was talking to a wooden post. I. How do you <laughs> feel about that? Hmm. How do you feel about that? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, they wouldn't be able to listen to our podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I'm sure most people listen to our podcast completely stone-faced the whole way yeah. through. Yes, that's Because it's not funny at all. No. <laughs> it's, it's probably not, actually. No, oh, well. That's a different topic. Yeah. Hmm. So, so you're... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. I was going to say, so you're supposed to pretend to be a complete, like, completely ignorant of something that's rude. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Hmm. Um, I do that sometimes. Sure. When somebody... Do you have an example? Uh, well... <laughs> When somebody tells a joke that would be befitting of a 12-year-old, sometimes I giggle or laugh or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. And then when they tell the 15th one, I'm like, mm. okay, so, you know, treat him like a post. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's how it works. Yeah. But that's, uh, of course, that, that marks my delicate chastity that I... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am very chaste. <laughs> go, uh, go on. What else do okay. you well, we have one more sentence on chastity uh, I liked, and that is, Your free and hearty girls I have liked very well to talk and laugh with, but never, for one moment, did it enter my mind that I could have endured a free and hearty girl for a wife. Uh, so he's saying he wouldn't marry someone who's free and hearty. <laughs> So a pirate? Uh, all <laughs> That's right. kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, so right. okay, he likes he likes hanging out with the fun women, but he would right. only marry the the uh, posts. The posts, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're catching on. Okay. Well, okay. let's uh, let's move on into the next attribute, which is sobriety. Okay, sobriety. Very good. Mm -hmm. So here's a sentence. Um, By sobriety, I do not mean merely an absence of drinking to a state of intoxication. For, if that be hateful in a man, what must it be in a woman? Oh my. <laughs> oh, then, yes. <laughs> quite so, quite so. Quite so. Uh, then he goes on to say, There never was a drunken woman, a woman who loved strong drink, who was chaste, if the opportunity of being contrary presented itself to her. Uh, <laughs> so, so, if you're a drinker, you're unchaste. Well, if you're well, a woman. He oh, of course, specifically yes. talking about women. Yes, but it's so, despicable in men too. Is that what? That's what it said. Th that's true. That was but earlier, not as bad. Yes. It's just not as bad. Yes. Okay. Well, if you're a woman <laughs> and you're drunk, you're going to you know sleep with anyone as soon as you're given the opportunity. And that's is that what he's true? saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it is absolutely one hundred percent true. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, uh, this is good knowledge to have. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yes, okay, and then one more thing about sobriety, and okay. this sentence is excellent. Great. <laughs> there are few things so disgusting as a guzzling woman. <laughs> a gormandizing one is bad enough, but one who tips off the liquor with an appetite and exclaims, Good, good, by a smack of her lips, is fit for nothing but a brothel. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Bold words. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. I'm now a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. <laughs> All right, so the third attribute is industry. And industry. this part was 
Yeah, this part was okay. really boring, uh, okay. except for one part, and it's a personal story from the author. Okay. Uh, it's pretty short. And he says, It was a story in Philadelphia some years ago that a young man who was courting one of three sisters happened to be on a visit to her. When all the three were present, and when one said to the others, I wonder where our needle is. Upon which he withdrew as soon as was consistent with the rules of politeness, resolved never to think more of a girl who possessed a needle only in partnership, and who, it appeared, was not too well informed as to the place where even the needle was deposited. <laughs> so, the problem with this potential mate is... Yes. She doesn't know where her needle is. She's a needle communist. <laughs> uh, she yes. shares a needle with her sisters. And thus, the industry is lacking. But what if she's just too poor to afford her own needle and she has to share? Well, probably you shouldn't be courting a poor girl anyway, so <laughs> that's just, that's out of the question. Does that come up later? Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really run across it. Probably. The, the book is basically, it, it's... Uh, meant for the middle class, kind of what uh, I what I got, because he'll talk about rich people every once in a while, but it's it's usually more the middle class. I so, see. Okay. Yeah. Great. Wow. Uh, you hear my stomach growling? I'm hungry. Oh man. <laughs> well, I'm hungry for some eligible bachelorettes who have their uh, needles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little okay. sleepy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna look that up on Urban Dictionary lately later, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, uh, carry on. I need this advice. You do, yeah. Well, and most Americans do as well, I would oh, yes. say. Uh, yes, it's good advice. So, uh, next is frugality. Okay. Uh, so, the part I picked was, The outward and visible and vulgar signs of extravagance are rings, brooches, bracelets, buckles, necklaces, diamonds, real or mock, and in short, all the hardware which women put upon their persons. <laughs> what? So, wait, is it advocating for those things? No, no, okay, it's saying the these opposite. are vulgar signs of extravagance. Okay, so you shouldn't be spending all your money on jewelry, is that's what it... Mm -hmm. okay. Well, you shouldn't wear jewelry because... Oh. And then he he goes on to say you're pretending to be rich, which is pretending to be something that you're not. Okay, I'm thinking about the principle of that. Yeah. I mean, because if you're pretending to be rich... Mm-hmm. I mean, is that a problem, do you think? Should you pretend to be rich when you're not? Um... I, I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see I that. mean, if you... If you're going out to, like, dis lie to people, and is if this is done in deceit, then maybe there's a problem, but if you're just trying to, like, wear earrings to pretty, like, I <laughs> I think that's okay. I was about to take my earrings out, but now I'm not going to. You can wear them. I, I do like how they look. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Why, James? <laughs> William Cobat would be ashamed. Uh, who? Oh, yes, of course. The, the author, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, in his defense, uh, he, a lot of his other writing is like, I really appreciated it. It was really great stuff. Uh, he talks about democracy and things like that. But th this part was his best work. And that's right. why we're reading it on the show. Right, of course. Uh, but so, just to maybe, mm -hmm. maybe in his defense, <laughs> uh, this is a product of his era. Yes. Right? So yes. maybe not so much like it's his whole idea. Maybe, perhaps, he's just giving advice that would generally be useful back then. Right, yes, right. and today it's... as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so... uh, definitely. Don't, <laughs> don't wear jewelry, everybody. That's just good advice. <laughs> it is, yes. Right. And uh, speaking on this frugality issue, um, so he's talking about these, these women who have these visible and vulgar signs of extravagance, and he goes on to say... To marry a girl of this disposition is really self-destruction. Oh. You can, you can, you never can have either property or peace. Whoa. Bold words. So if you marry a girl with earrings, you'll never have property or peace. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help you out, man, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. No, thank yep. you very much. So, yeah, okay, of course. So, so far, I have to be, uh, marry someone who's extremely chaste. Mm -hmm. Like, to the point where she doesn't even notice vulgar jokes. Yes. Uh, which is to say she wouldn't ever listen to our podcast. Oh, uh, or, yeah. That, or absolutely. me at all, in that case. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She can't wear earrings. 
Yes. All right, so I've ruled out a good number of women here. That's good, because I'm only looking for one, mm-hmm. right? Right, yes. I'm just looking the for one. one. Mm-hmm. So I have to find, yes, we've, we're, we're doing a good job here. This is a good filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, and, and remember, uh, the woman can also, she can't drink. Right. Because uh, otherwise she's basically a prostitute. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she can't share her needles with her sisters. Right, and she can't, of course, even when she, if she does drink, uh, she can't exclaim that she enjoyed the drink. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Right. Okay. She okay. To, great. Yeah. Okay. Good. You're good. catching on. Well, right, uh, let's move on to the next one then. Which so is I have to cla- go to Salt Lake City first things first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> okay. All right. Carry on. I, I'm, uh, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Uh, cleanliness is the the next portion. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> here we go. This is a capital ingredient, for there never yet was, and there never will be, love of long duration, sincere and ardent love, in any man towards a filthy mate. (laughs) I mean any man in England, or those parts of America where the people have descended from the English. Oh. So if you're non-English and you're attracted to a filthy mate, that's fine. Because uh, right. that's just what non-English people do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but you, I believe, are mostly English. Or, yes. Am I correct? Yes, right, yes. exactly. Yes, quite so. <laughs> uh, so you will not have lasting love if you are attracted to a filthy mate. And we're just talking about cleanliness here. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. I do find cleanliness to be extremely attractive. Ah, okay. For what it's worth, I sure. don't think I don't condemn anyone who's who's not, for the most part, until their house is condemned because they're a hoarder or something. Uh, at which point, the state condemns you. Not really my problem. But I was going to say, uh, yes, I am attracted to cleanliness. So this is good advice. I'm at. Oh, you getting a call? I'm getting a call. Huh. Goodness me, I can't answer this. We must carry on. I have to learn how to win with the ladies. Yes, well, I was going to say, just with your cleanliness thing, I mean, you're friends with me, so right. un- unclean people, you don't rule them out right away. <laughs> I no. mean, I can't tell whether my beard hair is my armpit hair or vice versa. It's just all <laughs> matted together. So, right. the point is, you need a woman who is clean, right? Yes, and show okay. me that woman and I will marry her, as long as she is chaste, doesn't share her needles, doesn't drink or <laughs> and enjoy it, and, uh... <laughs> doesn't share her needles does not sound like sewing needles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you have a filthy mind, just as you're filthy, ah, filthy... well, I'm room. not English enough. <laughs> right, of course, you're, what, Scandinavian? What? Mm, a filth, filthy Nord, yeah. Yeah, filthy Nord. <laughs> hey, look, I got a voicemail. All right, carry on. What else? Okay, do we got? so another quick sentence on cleanliness is: okay. the signs of cleanliness are, in the first place, a clean skin. Oh, yes. Any okay. English girl will, will hardly let her lover see the stale dirt between her fingers, as I have many <laughs> times seen it between those of French women and even ladies of all ages. Oh, sweet Jesus! And then he he goes on later to say. And if you find there, or behind her ears, what the Yorkshire people call grime, the sooner you cease your visits, the better. Well, honestly, yeah, if you that find- is a turn-off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the next thing he says now is, I hope now that no young woman will be offended at this and think me too severe on her sex. I am only saying, I am only telling the women that which all men think. Uh... All men? (laughs) Yeah, all men. I don't know. I mean, personally, if you've got dirt behind your ears, (laughs) or grime, or whatever the hell, um, I'm probably going to sneer at you anyway. (laughs) Like, take a shower? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to be amazed. I want to know the story about how you got dirt behind your ear. Well, if you're living in the city and you've got dirt behind your ears, there's a good story there, that's for sure. Now, if you're a sweet down-home country girl who fetches pails of water for your pappy or whatever, and you have mm-hmm. dirt behind your ears, I'm going to give you a little grace. I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, well. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I get it, you know, you're a farmer girl, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're like, well, I was going to say living in San Francisco and are dirty, well, well, there's a homeless <laughs> population joke hiding in there somewhere. Oh, dear. <laughs> but I'm not going to make it because we're The English are that. above such cruel jokes. Well, the English are above such cruel jokes. I, I will act like a post whenever you make such crude <laughs> analogies. Yes, I'm acting like a post right now. <laughs> Wonk. <laughs> I don't know. That's what a post sounds like. Oh, okay. Good is there know. any more good advice for me here? Yeah, okay. Well, l- let's get on with this. So the next one is knowledge of domestic affairs. Oh, perfect. Right? So domestic policy. Uh, 
Got it. Yeah, well, kind of. So this is more on a housekeeping. Of course. So, uh, and he says, <clears throat> But what the lover, if he not quite be blind, has to look to is that his intended wife know how to do the work of a house, unless he have fortune sufficient to keep her like a lady. Eating and drinking, as I observe in my book, Cottage Economy, come three times every day. They must come, and however little we may, in the days of our health and vigor, care about choice food and about cookery, we very soon get tired of heavy or burnt bread and of spoiled joints of meat. We discover when it is too late that we have not got a helpmate, but a burden. And the fire <laughs> of love being damped, the unfortunately educated creature is doomed to lead a life very nearly approaching to that of misery. Well, let's apply that to modern audiences, shall we? Yes. Uh, well, I'd just read it again if we were applying it to modern <laughs> audiences, because nothing should be changed. No, nothing at all. Well, I guess in my opinion, that goes for both people. If you live in the same house and there's, you gotta eat, so you should be able to cook so, and clean, damn it. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's just for the women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I, I love that part where, where he says, um, if you burn his bread too many times, he's going to almost regret marrying you because he realizes <laughs> you're a burden instead of a helpmate. That's true. That's true. Mm, also, yeah. I will say that I have heard the phrase helpmate used for, for wives, like many many times that Not is still ironically. a word. yes yeah that is still a word very much passed through uh the english evangelical demographic of america yes yes, yes. and we're not picking on you evangelicals you just do oh, it no. it's true <laughs> yeah well, help so, mate we all know we all know yes. and we're going to blow the lid off this thing <laughs> Okay, all right, we got, so, we right. got two more sections. But I, uh, I just got to point out. All right, so mm -hmm, now, I, yes. I, okay, no sharing needles, all that rest, all the rest. But also, <laughs> if she burns the bread, nope, can't do it. Right. Yeah, How do you so, test this without being married, though? Uh, well, you take her out for some toast, and if you <laughs> smell burning toast, you leave that bitch alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. That's better. <laughs> That's the best moment right there. That's you smell burning toast. You leave that bitch alone. We should definitely put that on a t-shirt. Oh uh, god. <laughs> Advice from the ages. Okay. All right. So go. I hope this is helping. Like this, this is so helpful okay. right now. Excellent. I'm just swiping on all my Tinder dates. We're not going out at all. Uh, perfect. Okay. All right, so uh, we got two more sections. Perfect. The seventh section is good temper. And uh, this was kind of a boring read. It was just kind of saying normal things like don't get a wife who uh, who argues all the time or whatever. Mm. Uh, but the, the last part was he was talking about melancholy ladies oh. and how you should avoid those. And here's a, here's a bit of truth. Still, of all the okay. faults as to temper, your melancholy ladies have the worst, unless you have the same mental disease. Most wives are, at oh. times, misery makers, but these carry it on as a regular trade. They are always unhappy about something, either past, present, or to come. Both arms full of children is a pretty efficient remedy in most cases. What? But if the... <laughs> Oh, God, keep going. Sorry. But if the ingredients be wanting, a little want, a little real trouble, a little genuine affliction must, if you would affect a cure, be resorted to. Wow. So I think that means, you know, a little bit of physical beating. That's kind of what it sounded like. Wait, wait really? I didn't catch that. Say that again. Okay, so he says... The, the best remedy for melancholy ladies is two armfuls of children. <laughs> right, but that doesn't sound and like beating. What's the... No, and then he says, if uh, if this doesn't work, uh, but if the ingredients be wanting, a little want, a little real trouble, a little genuine affliction must, if you would effect a cure, be resorted to. Oh. So genuine affliction is what you resort to. And that's kind of, like, what what does that mean? But, I mean, it's the early well, 1800s. I don't know. Well, okay, so basically he's accusing melancholy women of being... Misery like, makers I, all the time. But also, like, so decadent that everything seems... Like, they come up with problems to 
right. you yeah, know, yeah, complain yeah. about or whatever. Is that what it's saying? I think so. And that the answer to them complaining about little things... Is a shit ton of children. Is a shit ton of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it's old-fashioned, I'll give it that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whole... Uh, several chapters on slavery, too, which I, I didn't really want to touch. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not a, it's it's not a game all, we want to play. <laughs> no, it's so bad. Okay, Jesus anyway. Jesus Christ. Okay. So his last section is beauty, right? All right. Okay, so here we <laughs> I'm go. I'm going to just I, guess. I'm just going to guess. Uh-huh. Something to do with proportions. <laughs> it wasn't that good, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Well, not uh, like yeah. the other book we read and didn't put on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll bring we'll break that book out one of these days. All right. Um, you know, this was more uh, talking about... Um, it, it, it sounded like it was talking about property. <laughs> as well. Oh, and to give you some an example of this, here's a sentence I found. But the great use of female beauty, the great practical advantage of it is that it is naturally an oid of it it naturally and unavoidably tends to keep the husband in good humor with himself. To make him, to use the dealer's phrase, pleased with his bargain. <laughs> pleased with his bargain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so. So if we're not being politically correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, when Basically been... what it's saying is a man will let his woman get away with a lot if she's pretty. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Although yeah. that brings, that breaks the chastity kind of thing. I it kind of does, but she had, like. I, I don't know. I thought oh. that was what he was saying. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I remember what he, what he goes on to say. So he says, uh, the longer a man, a man and a woman live together, the, the closer emotionally they're going to feel after, you know, raising children, after 40 years of living with each other, and the less likely they'll, be, they'll, uh, they'll cheat on each other or whatever. Okay. But early on in the marriage, uh, they don't have that emotional bond yet. They don't have all those years of experience. So the only thing keeping a man in line is how pretty his wife looks. And the prettier she is, the more likely he is not to cheat on her. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. There are some prob- pro- problems. There's some problems with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's also there's also a grain of truth in there. Perhaps, yes. Uh, because it's true. You don't have the same connection that a person married for 20 years might. Well, that's, yeah, for sure. And speaking as a dude, the first thing that attracts me about a person is how attractive they are. Um, but it doesn't hold my attention, like, forever. Right. But it's also a weakness I I noticed in myself when I was dating was that I would go for really attractive women and then ignore all the red flags. Because yeah, it's there like was they, this... they might be beautiful, but their chastity, sobriety, industry, frugality, <laughs> cleanliness, knowledge of domestic affairs, and good temper would all be lacking. Right, right. See, they're, they're completely gorgeous, was. but they share their needles. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> obvious yeah. red flag. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so I think I'm, I'm ready to hit the dating scene again. Yeah, so let's just like wrap this up really quick. <laughs> okay. So so chastity, you gotta you gotta be a post when you hear a fart joke. Gotta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Sobriety, no drinking whatsoever, right? Okay. Uh, industry, you said don't show your needles. <laughs> uh, frugality, uh, don't wear any earrings or rings. Because... Okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. Uh huh. Those yeah, two yeah. listed right next to each other: frugality and don't share your needles. Isn't sharing your needles being frugal? Mm. Mm. That's a Marxist lie if I've ever We got you. We got you, Mr. Writer Man. <laughs> What's his name again? Uh, William Cobet. Yeah. Colbet? C-O-Cobet. Cobet? Cobet. It's, yeah, I think it's Cobet. C-O-B-B-E-T-T. Okay. I think that's right. Cobet? Mm. Yes. All right, carry on. Sorry, we were uh, at frugality oh. and uh, then... No, oh, Yes. And then uh, cleanliness, which, like you said, Obviously. the needle thing or whatever. Uh, oh wait, no, cleanliness was the grime behind the ears. So <laughs> keep the your ears clean. Yes. Uh, now well, that's the first thing I'm gonna check next day. By the way, <laughs> excuse yes, me, yes. can I see your ear? Lend me your ear. You know, they're <laughs> oh, gonna be God. like really. You know, that'll probably drive them away. I gotta think about how to do this. Maybe mm. like I'll be back. I'd go to the bathroom and as I walk by, I like peer down behind their ears just to check, mm. just to check. 
Or maybe like at the end of a date when, you know, there's kind of that awkward tension of do you kiss her, do you not? Mm. You like reach up to brush her hair like out of her face and that yes. kind of romantic gesture. And as you're doing that, you use your thumb to, to feel the back of her ear. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I know. It's kind so of gross. So unsanitary. No, what you do is you get yourself one of those like DNA swabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Swab back behind their ear. <laughs> That's a good check. It'll yeah. work. It, yeah. We have to do it in order to find the, the, those good, clean, English, godly women. Yes, yes. Now, carry yes. on. Let's. Uh, so we got cleanliness. Yeah, So and then uh, knowledge of domestic affairs, which we summed up earlier with, if she burns your toast, cut that bitch off. Right. <laughs> uh, good temper, which uh -huh. we kind of focused on melancholy ladies, uh, and just give them a bunch of children. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's the solution. Uh, yeah, and then beauty, um, it keeps a man in check. Right. Uh, it's a good bargain. Yeah. Okay. A good okay. trade. A good trade. <laughs> I'll oh, put yes. up with your bullshit as long as you're pretty enough. <laughs> <laughs> a good interaction. Uh, well, you know, true. I feel ready. I feel oh, ready excellent. to go again. Yeah. You can so, get back on the dating scene. Let me just uh, put on my cummerbund. <laughs> Yes, uh, and for you ladies out there who were listening to this and maybe thinking, oh no, I only meet five of those eight demands, don't worry, uh, William Cobat does um, talk about this, and he says women have plenty of time to fix their problems for men. <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know the actual quote, but that's basically what he says. Yeah, you have plenty so of time. So hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> Get your own needles. <laughs> yep. Wash those ears. And be a great toast maker. Yes. <laughs> is that what Toastmasters is? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Okay. Good All right. So, so I, yeah. I really like that. Um, Good. Yeah. I have I have something slightly less interesting. Okay. Uh, but it's from the same era. Good. Uh, so what I did is the I best laid, era. The best era. The eighteen hundreds. Yes. Uh, you know the Civil War era. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually f went uh, digging through the internet archive, mm. which is amazing. I can't believe what you can find on here. Right. Um, so I found a couple of things, and I want you to pick which one I start with. Ah, okay. I have a logbook that I can barely read uh, from a ship that was uh, called the Almira, uh, and it's voyages from the USA to Bermuda. Oh, wow. I also have a diary from a man named George Moore. Uh, George Frederick Moore, 1842, uh, and he wrote this when he was 22. Ah. All right, so which one do you want? Uh, I want them both. Okay, but which one first? Ah, <laughs> uh, which one chronologically preceded the other? Okay, so this was in 1864, and the Almira mm -hmm. was in... 1839. So the Almira uh, comes first. let's go with the Almira. Okay, so here's the deal. It's written in cursive... Okay. And I can barely read it. Great. So I'm going to give you my best estimation of what's being said. And what I've selected is the last two pages of the logbook. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. And it's about... The, the actual book is 230 empty pages. Uh, and they filled up about 150. Oh, okay. So it just stops at a certain point, oh. <laughs> which is kind of eerie. Yeah. Um, but this is from the Almira near Bermuda. All right? Go for and, it. And please, please... Bear with mm -hmm. me, because I can barely read it. All right. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, so the trades leaving us is February. <laughs> uh, in February. The trades leaving us in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26th. We have had the wind gust light a.m. in the morning. So mm -hmm. that's what he's saying. They're having yeah. light winds. The trade winds are leaving us. It's February 16th. Or 26th. It is 16th. My god. No. 26th. Sorry. <laughs> uh, for those of you interested, the, it's not really in cursive. Aaron is just illiterate. So yeah, I'm completely illiterate and I'm trying to read cursive. Okay. <laughs> so they took a gale from the north, uh, okay. which brought them close to a reef hmm. uh, near the top... <laughs> I don't know that word. Uh, and then it brought them near the port in the 35th, from what I can hmm. tell. So, basically, it's windy! Yes. <laughs> and they almost crashed into a reef. <laughs> uh, okay, so the 25th, uh, they saw a schooner called the Stir or Steering South. Right, they saw, saw yes. it Steering South, yes. There was a pleasant gale from the north, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Now on the 26th, however, and I know that they said the 26th earlier, but it's labeled the 26th, so just, you know, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> on the 26th, right. they were getting strong gales uh, from the south uh, and the north at later in the day, and they got near another reef. <laughs> uh, which is a problem, because you don't want to run your ship onto the reef. Right. No. Uh, and remember, we're approaching the end of this log, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a bigger reef. <laughs> yep. And then on the 26th, uh, or the 28th, sorry, it looks like a 6 because, you know, fuck you, it's 1840 or whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they got a strong gale from the northwest. Uh, north by northwest, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and then they saw the appearance of the southern side of the what? What? The reef. <laughs> so <laughs> they're Jeez. still close to the reef and they're getting more gusts. All right. Yeah. Last two days. All right. 29. They're getting strong gales and they're bound for the USA. It's 1847. Mm. Uh, and then, let's see, very loyally front. The writing gets worse because presumably they're crashing into a reef. Okay. <laughs> yeah, give them a break. Right. So here he reports again. They're under the reef again and they're getting close. Under. The 29th, strong gales from the north. That's it. And he wrote down his latitude and longitude. It's just 36 uh-huh. by 35, 72 by 30. And then the last day of the report. Uh, strong gales from the west. <laughs> strong gales from the west. They're next to the reef, steering north with the double reef. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we cannot get out. They are coming. <laughs> yeah, right. it gets that bad. They're staring, They're steering to the north, and they're getting mm. w- gales from the west. Yes. And they're next to a reef, and then it just stops. <laughs> Uh, and it's uh, worth noting that the cover of this book is clearly water damaged. Oh, no. <laughs> that may just be because, you know, it's on a boat, but also it could be because it was in the water. Oh. Uh, so they also have, uh, near the end of the book, after several blank pages, mm-hmm. uh, what appears to be a report uh, of who was on the crew and what what the... Uh, and also a um, a cure for a... a cure? For, yeah, like it's a... It's a uh, it's, I don't know, some kind of <laughs> alternative medicine cure. Oh. <laughs> um, and let's see here. It's It appears to be for dysentery. Ah. So. <laughs> Is it just a cork? <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's, here's, the, here's the cure. Best I can read, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, so one T. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then there's a word that I can't read. It looks like Humphrey. Um, hummus, probably. Let's yeah, something hummus. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a fine sat at the table. So they want you to sit down and have a tea. Okay. And then you mix into some vinegar with half mm. a tumbler of hot water, which, okay, you water it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, mix it, let it cool, and then uh, cure for three hours and then repeat. Okay. So if you've got dysentery, tea with a little bit of Humphrey, uh-huh. <laughs> some hot water, and then you let it cool down. <laughs> yeah. So it's cold tea with vinegar. Oh, yeah. It's cured okay. for dysentery. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if that actually works. So let me just go to the next page. Let's see what else we got. Uh, are you interested? So what I... Yeah, oh, I'm very interested. But what I'm picturing is this guy and the ship has crashed into a reef. <laughs> the ship is sinking. Everyone's drowning. And he's like... Shit, if I die, no one will ever know my cure for dysentery. <laughs> Let me scribble that down real quick. Yes. Shit, yes. what's a Humphrey? I totally forgot, but I'm going to put it here. <laughs> I, I, if I could read old script, I would, but that's okay. about as, that's about all I got. So here's sure. the manifest of cargo on board the ship. Mm. Uh, the Almira of Edgerton. Uh, Edgartown, whatever. Um, so we've got 20-something of something... Uh, shit. I can't read it. Um, I'm just gonna read the words I can read, okay? Yeah, 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 that's fine. We've got salt. Good. Uh, but I think that's salt, some kind of salted meat. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We've got 45 barrels of flour. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 230 barrels of, uh, fuck. (laughs) Of something, Uh more or less. About 230 barrels, more or less, of looks like brandy or something mm, which is nice. a lot That's and a then lot. you have 200 it looks like 2500 bushels of cotton hmm i guess now people okay. are outside sorry let me close my door pardon me 
You are pardoned. Yes, yes. And then we have 300-somethings of apples. Wow. Uh, apple raisins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ten barrels of tar. <laughs> this sounds like a party boat to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like we've definitely got coffee here. Uh, oh, good. 30, 300 barrels of coffee. Um, that comes before the raisins. And then on the next page, mm-hmm. and on the bottom of this one, we've got the crew and how much everyone's getting paid. Mm. Uh, and we're just re- going to read some of these ner- uh, some of these names. we got Tomas Kulfer. Great guy. Joseph looks like Lakes. Carl Georg Worth and John Borna. <laughs> All good men. All very good men. <laughs> those uh, brave boys. Those brave boys. Scaling the reefs. Commit their souls to the deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Catherine. It says, the ship Almira letter bag. We've got letters from these wives, it appears. Ah. Uh, so we got Catherine, Capo... <laughs> Henry, Hector, John, Elizabeth, Howard. Oh, well, these are who they're going to. Okay. Uh, from Margaret, Anne, Shylock, Mary. So that's this is really interesting to look at, right? And this sure. is not this is not the only one. But here's another thing, okay? Mm-hmm. So I turn the page, and it appears as though we have some newspaper clippings. Oh. And one of them is Doctor Wheeler, occultist. Oh, okay. Under <laughs> drugs and medicine. Yeah. And so this is kind of low resolution, but I'm going to try to read what I can of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like it looks like we've got cures for burns and scalding. Uh, and then cures for inflammation of the eyes and Ooh. eyelids. Uh, let's see here. There, it's, it's like, here's how to cure your eye without literally cutting it out of your head. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad we're working on that. Yeah. So, and this is a letter. Uh, to Dr. Wheeler, the occultist. Uh, and I can't read it because it's too low resolution. But mm. the uh, cure for skulls and burns I can read. All right. So if you get burned, say, yes. by the ship's cook, I don't know. <laughs> you're, supposed <laughs> yep. to take, you're supposed to take soot from the chimney okay. uh, where wood is burned, rub it fine, and mix one part soot to three parts or nearly so of hog's lard, fresh butter, or any kind of fresh grease. It's huh. not, can't be salted, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, spread it on a linen, and then sort of just rub it in. Huh. Sounds like it might work a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that might work, actually. Yeah, I don't know about the soot, but the, the you know, lard, butter, any kind of thing, like, I could see that having a cooling effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, for extensive burns or scalds, Ooh, however. Uh-huh. The cloth should be torn into strips before putting it over the scald. Let the remedy be freely and fully applied so as to perfectly cover all of the burnt part. No other application is required until the patient is well. In steamboat explosions, this remedy can, in nearly all cases, be at once applied. And if done, many valuable lives will be saved and a vast amount of suffering alleviated. They're trying their best, man. Good. (laughs) They're trying their best. Was steamboat Um, explosion, was that something that happened a lot back then? Yeah, apparently. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's all I have of this ship's manifest. Wow. Or, log or whatever. Beautiful. Yeah. So how, how far along are we? We're 45 minutes into this thing. This is Excellent. great. Shall yes. we move on to your next piece, James? Oh, well, I don't have many uh, ancient texts with me at the moment. But? Um, I thought you had three. Not not texts. I, I just had two other bullshit things that I found. But Let's do that. They're not as... <laughs> <laughs> not as great well sure let's go let's go into it uh, surprise us <laughs> okay i will surprise you then i'm ready uh so this next thing is i'm gonna i'm gonna need your interaction for it okay fair enough uh, All right, it's ready. actually a quiz <laughs> oh. but it is not a buzzfeed quiz it's oh. uh, much more um how should i say it uh, professional than oh that, okay perhaps? perfect yeah, yeah let's take mm-hmm. the quiz Right. So I'm not going to tell you what it's for. I'm just going to ask you the questions, okay? Oh, all right, all right. All right, all right. And then I'll give full credit to the maker of this quiz. But let us begins. begin. Begins. Are you a brother or a sister? And your two options are a sister of Zion or <laughs> army of Hellamen. Hell, man. Are we talking... This is Mormonism, isn't it? I'm not going to say... <laughs> Well, I'm a brother, obviously. 
Okay, so I'm guessing that's Army of Hellamon instead Ar of Sister of Zion? Yeah, it's Army of Hellamon. Hellamon. Okay. What best describes your attitude during sacrament meeting? Are you reverent and attentive? A little distracted and slightly mischievous? Sleepy but trying to pay attention? Or sleepy and sleeping, let's be honest? Sleepy and sleeping. Ah, okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> so this next one says, How does the following image make you feel? And it's just a picture of Legos piled up on each other. Okay. And the options are fun, ouch, I feel nothing, or I can see at least four solid gospel messages from this. I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I All right, nothing. moving on. What do you do when a member of the bishopric calls? Bishopric. bishopric. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you I, bishop I, prick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I realized the word after I said it. Bishopric calls. Uh, I have been known to let it go to voicemail. I answer it, no hesitation. Or I answer it, slightly nervous. I answer it, slightly nervous. Hmm. All right, I never talk you... to a bishop's prick. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. I, okay. could, I was about to make a terrible joke, but I can't do that. Why? Well, a bishop's prick? What do you... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> joke made. All right, go on. Uh, wh what, do you, what do you wear when you watch the Sunday morning ses session of General Conference at home? Are you wearing your Sunday best, your pajamas, or casual clothes? Sunday best. <laughs> How long does I it always take... wear my best clothes when I watch Netflix. <laughs> How long does it take you to get ready for church on Sunday morning? Less than 30 minutes? Between 30 minutes and one hour? Or more than one hour? It depends on how hungover I am. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to say more than one hour. More then. than one hour. There, yeah. there we go. How often do you put your name on those sign-up sheets that get passed around during Sunday school? All the fucking time. Okay. All the time. Uh... <laughs> Uh, answer yes, if you have served a full-time mission, are a convert to the church, attend a singles ward, or are just an abnormally energetic person. Otherwise, answer nay. Of course I've attended a singles ward. <laughs> of course I have. Yes, okay, good. And uh, I'll do it again with that dating advice I got. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they yeah. pro probably go well with the makers of this of this quiz. Who are definitely not the Mormons. No, of course not. <laughs> Helaman didn't give you didn't, didn't give it away. <laughs> Alright, carry on. What kind of car do you have? Minivan, pickup truck, sedan, don't have one, don't need one, or other. I have a hatchback. So other. Yeah, okay. And then Wait, last Is it too what? late? No, I can go back. Make it a make it a truck. Okay, you're in I, Texas, you have I to. I want to become more of a douchebag. That's my life goal. <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> All right. And then the final question is, choose an image. And you've got uh, these old boots, some flowers, some old pictures, the Bible, fire, or a hand. <laughs> a hand? Yeah, just a hand. It's just <laughs> what is sticking that? up. Does that have anything to do with the singles thing? No? Um, yeah, masturbation, probably. <laughs> Although I feel like Mormonism has a pretty strict stance on that. Yeah. We're going with the hand. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. What are uh, my results? No, no, we, we can go with something else. Oh. Well, uh, I was going to say boots, but... Boots? All right. Yeah. Nope, I already clicked hand. It already gave the results. Oh, damn. Uh, so, you are going to be a ward missionary. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, so here, uh, whether you've done time in the field or not, there's a full part-time missionary inside of you. You've got a solid testimony, and you're willing to serve when called upon. Okay. And uh, so this this came from, uh, answer these ten questions, and we'll guess your next calling, by David Snell. And I found this on <laughs> mormonhub.com. <laughs> Mormonhub? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so. well, I thought we were... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, was fine. I want to know yeah. what your last thing was, though, because obviously we strayed from the primary sources thing. We did. Uh, yeah, I was just finding weird things. No, That's the last totally thing fine. is, is not, not that great. Um, but it, just a bunch of... You ever been on that Reddit page that was make a two-sentence creepy story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I just collected a few of those. <laughs> not not that great. <laughs> well, well, you might as well just tell them to us. Okay, we could, but uh, you'll have to make this section scary, because this is definitely going to be scary. Scarier than a schoon on the reefs or ancient dating advice. A schoon? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
That's what exactly what you meant. Yeah. Okay. A, a schoon on the reefs. <laughs> it's like a scone boat. I don't know. A <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. All right. Picture yourself on a camping trip in the woods next to a fire. And here are some creepy stories. <laughs> in two sentences or less. All right. I can't move, breathe, speak, or hear, and it's so dark all the time. If I knew it would be this lonely, I would have been cremated instead. Uh... And that's given to us by Graboid27. <laughs> wow wow that's see that's okay. brilliant because it's like oh my god what if when you're dead you're not really dead <gasps> mm, mm -hmm. and so and if yeah. you had been cremated what does that release your soul <laughs> maybe i don't I, know i guess so maybe. sure no well this we'll is why i'm having a the viking great schoon viking bear <laughs> okay you, you gotta cut this oh, out that's gonna um, be a varus if i ever heard one <laughs> no 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 no. uh hold on what is a schoon <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it is... No, it is a boat. No, wait, it's, it's a boat in different language. <laughs> okay. Michael Schoon! <laughs> Alright. Okay, what, well, what did you fuck up? <laughs> okay, well, I meant... Shit, I, I can't... I didn't mean to say schoon. I meant to say a word... That means boat, but I can't remember what it is. Schooner. A schooner. Is it a schooner? Yeah, it's a schooner. Okay. Well, a schoon is, um, not that. <laughs> what is it? Um, it's a part of the breast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and I did not know this. I'm on Urban Dictionary right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, so. I'm not cutting it. It's funny. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't sweat well. it. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah, I guess so. I, I thought it was something worse. Um, oh. You thought it was... I thought it was a racial slur, um, oh, unfortunately, which I did not mean. But it's not, it looks like. It's more just a, a part of the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief. What a relief. Okay, okay, shit, shit. All right, here we All right, go. scary stories, go. All right, all right. I woke up hearing knocking on the glass. At first, I thought it was the window until I heard it come from the mirror again. <laughs> From the real hat man. Okay. Next okay. <laughs> the grinning face stared at me from the darkness beyond my bedroom window. I live on the 14th floor. Ooh. From Bent Reflection. <laughs> Good name. They delivered the mannequins in bubble wrap. From the main room, I begin to hear popping. Uh-huh. Mannequins <laughs> From, are scary! <laughs> they are, yeah. From Mikey75. Oh, Mikey75. Gotta love uh, it. Scry67 says, The last man on Earth sat alone in a room. There was a knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's so lame! <laughs> it is. All right, uh, it's like, you thought it was one thing in this <laughs> sentence, and but in the next sentence, it's not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scary. The, the last one I, I found was, Don't be scared of monsters, just look for them. Look to your left, to your right, under your bed, behind your dresser, in your closet, but never look up. She hates being seen. Ooh. That was given like to us by Anarchist Waffles. <laughs> it's like okay, the that, opposite of, of, like, your papoose pancake bullshit. Oh, yeah. that's not bullshit, but... <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Okay, well... That's pretty much all I had. Well then, how about we go to our big ticket item? <laughs> what is this? Let's do it, I don't know what it is. This is, this is the journal. I know oh, I told you okay. about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, this yeah. is the diary of a guy named George Moore, who was a uh, Civil War soldier. <laughs> okay. And he was, he was 22 when mm -hmm. he was fighting. Uh, and... Uh, it's, uh, he got this, he got this book for New Year's. So he okay. gave it to him on New Year's. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to do my best to read, uh, Mr. George Moore's, uh, reports. And it's weird to think that this guy was younger than me. Okay. Yeah. So his, his writing is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if, let's see here. Yeah. He was in the 35th regiment of Massachusetts. 
Ah. Uh, so does that means he Excellent. was... That means he was a Yankee, right? Mm, yes. Okay. So first page, we've got George Moore, and he says, Sunday, January 3rd, 1864. So it took him two days to get to writing, uh, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. Lazy, 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 lazy. I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah, what else is he going to be No, he's, he literally started writing the next day. Oh, um, okay. So here, here's what he writes day one. Uh, actually, Saturday, January 2nd. That's mm-hmm. where he starts. It's just faded, so I didn't see it. All right, so it says... George says, it's cloudy and it's cold, uh, and there's nothing to do. Hmm. Uh, today, I can't read it, too blurry, um, <laughs> but they found some pork. They were foraging oh. for some pork Good. and some molasses, some dried peaches. And he says that General Grant is at Knoxville. Hmm. Uh, report that. <laughs> uh, I can't read. Okay, so the next day. <laughs> War is hell. Uh, yeah, so he's in Tennessee. There's no clothing. Oh, oh, oh dear. That, well, that's basically just Tennessee. I mean, what yeah. Do you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sunday, he says it's cloudy and cold. Uh-huh. There's nothing to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they went foraging uh, and they found some corn and some corn cakes and it rained a little. And today, uh, no clothing yet. <laughs> so still. <laughs> Stone no Tennessee. <laughs> so we've got Georgia. He's still naked. <laughs> uh, so on January 4th, he says, mm-hmm. get this, shivering cold, nothing to do. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I can't read it. They went foraging. They found something uh, and they wrote, uh, somebody wrote to somebody named Francis, no clothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, you could have told me this was the diary of a caveman, and I would have believed you. Just, like, naked, <laughs> shivering from the rain, and foraging for food. I think what they're waiting on is a supply train. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. So, uh, anyway. Tuesday, January 5th, 1864. Pleasant and cool. Okay. Nothing to do. <laughs> no clothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wednesday, January 6th, Dull. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Thursday, <laughs> January 7th. How long, oh lord? Stormy. <laughs> Nothing to do. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, started for uh, home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> No clothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but there, there's a new step in the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, things really shift right here. Mm-hmm. Friday, January 8th, 1864. Pleasant and cold. Oh. Uh, the ground... I think that's what it says. Uh-huh. The ground is covered with snow. Oh, wow. Nothing that... to do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No clothing. <laughs> Supplies almost here, basically. Um, so he's like freezing out yeah. here. Yeah. There's nothing to do. <laughs> There's no food. And supplies are not there yet. Yeah. Half rations. <laughs> Pretty miserable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you are you bored yet? Shall we carry on? <laughs> no, there has to be. We, we gotta find out what happens. Gotta hit some sort yeah. of development, right? Because he's been yeah. here for over a week just freezing his ass off. With nothing to do and no clothes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> January 9th, 1864. Pleasant and cold. Had a cold night. Oh, okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't read it. Something about Sherman. Mm-hmm. Sherman and I went foraging. Uh, got some... A meal, had mm. a good supper, uh, out, had a good supper out. Mr. Poppers. Penguins? <laughs> I don't 
don't know. Uh, hard tracking, blah, 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 something about mules, can't read it. Okay. Sunday, no January clothes. 10th, 1864. Pleasant and cold. Uh-huh. Nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Had a cold night. Uh, something, 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 snow on the ground. Monday, uh. January 11th, 1864. <laughs> Pleasant and cold. Yes. Had a cold night. <laughs> Nothing to do. <laughs> found some candy. Oh, really? Uh, Good. Yeah, found some candy with AC. Oh, with air conditioning? Score. Uh, air conditioning or air and sea. You don't know. You don't yeah, know. That's true. It could be. All right. Uh, Tuesday. These are the entries are getting shorter, by the way. Oh, uh-huh. uh, Tuesday, January 12th, 1864. Pleasant, warm. Nothing to do. <laughs> AC and Eddie uh, went foraging. Got some corn and pork. Good. No clothing Good. yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, it's arrived. Something arrived, but I can't read it. So anyway. <clears throat> Wednesday, January 13th, 1864. Mm-hmm. Uh, lovely. Went in... Seagull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, warm day. No clothing. <laughs> uh, All right. Expect suffering every day. Oh, God. So. Uh, Thursday, January 14th, 1864. Pleasant and warm. Good. Ground thawed out. Today's came off jacked aboard to AM. T- I've never jacked aboard, <laughs> but I, I have an imagination. 10 AM. He's got some shoes. Oh my God. There we go. Yeah. Expect more clothing in a day. Good. All right. So Let's Friday. See what happens. Next day, Friday, January 15th, 1864. <clears throat> Lovely and warm. Nothing to do. Uh, foraged. Everything is quiet. Okay. Saturday, 16th, no entry. 17th, no entry. 18th, no entry. 19th, no entry. 21st, no entry. Whoa. Oh my god, did he die? I'm skipping pages and pages and pages. Page by page. Okay, looks like we got something. He didn't write for a month. Okay. Uh, so it's Monday, February 15th. Huh. Um. Does he have clothes? shit. What? It's somebody else writing. Oh my god. That was... Oh dear. <laughs> oh! I think it is. Because it says, Monday, February 15th, 1864. Stormy and cool. Received this diary today. Oh jeez. Just... It looks like different writing, too. <laughs> oh no. Holy shit. Oh, I was so rooting for him. Wow, he may be dead. I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, Okay. Well, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I can tell, they went on a they went on a march. Uh-huh. They finally on the move. Still looking for clothing. <laughs> a month later. Right. Uh, cloudy and cold. Awfully cold night. Every night slept until slept in the morning. Yeah, it's definitely a different guy. Jeez. Fuck. Well. But wait, wait. Sunday, February 21st, 1864. Pleasant and cool. Nothing to do. Oh, okay. He's, he's back. He's it back. Sounds like, oh. it, it sounds like he survived. Okay, good. Everything's quiet. Went foraging. Found some beans and rice. <laughs> Great. This is the same thing a month later. Wow. No, no uh, explanation. Just Yeah. So, let's see. Monday, February 22nd. Pleasant, warm. Washington's birthday. <laughs> Not much to do. <laughs> How, there is always something to do on Washington's birthday. Oh, exactly. Well, okay, the next day seems like he wrote it rather hastily. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're on the move. Good. I can't even read it. It looks like he's writing while walking. Oh. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, they walked uh, four pa- half past four in the afternoon. They were on march. Yeah, they're marching, marching, marching. I wonder, I'm going to skip, like, about 100 pages. Yeah. See if he stuck with it. <laughs> Pleasant and warm. This is Saturday, <laughs> June 11th. Pleasant uh-huh. and warm. I can't fucking read this. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so they're marching. It looks like he's had some time to, to camp because his writing gets a little better. Yeah. And he's clearly marching again today. Let's see. He's writing in ink now. Wow. Instead of a pencil. So uh, let's skip to the end. Let's see how this bastard ends. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to skip to the end. It's not letting me. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to add? Uh... uh not really. Uh, There's 408 pages. Jeez. I, I okay. do like his style, though. It's nice and compact. Gives you yeah. the weather update. What he's yeah. doing. Nothing. And whether or not there are clothes. 
it looks like here, uh, he wrote some memos to himself about his, his, uh, paychecks. Oh, okay. The guy was loaded. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, here's an account of a thousand dollars. No, that's ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's see what his last entry was. This uh -huh. this looks interesting. There's something scribbled here. Some arithmetic. It looks like he skipped ahead. He stopped keeping the diary and started using the paper for something else. Uh... Well, he needs things to do. <laughs> uh, August. It looks like around August he gave up. Hmm. Uh, pleasant, cool, nothing to do. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, man. What a guy. <laughs> Glad we have this recorded. Oh, yeah. shit. He's oh he's been wounded oh holy shit okay oh, this shit. is big okay here we all right, go let me let me maximize this zoom in a bit all right he stopped keeping regular entries he's sick he's writing letters to his father he's dying oh god there it is again please give. What's that? It's like pleasant. No, it's pleasant. He's in the division hospital. Mm-hmm. And then the entries stop. Oh. I think he might have died, man. Oh, jeez. God damn it. Oh. I wonder if he I was, was rooting or... for him. I know. Like, he actually died this time. Oh, well. Okay. Okay, so he was sick. He was sick for, like, a week, it looks like. Hmm. Um. Wow. Yeah. Looks like he died. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh God. Okay. Wow. Well, that was fun. Uh, he did nothing for about a year, and then he died. That's <laughs> Tennessee in a nutshell. Yeah, and no clothes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, that's primary sources for you. Thanks for letting us end on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we will return to regular scheduled programming next week, everybody, with a new episode of Regular Old We Talk About Dead People. In the meantime, let this tide you over. This was a lot less work than researching and writing. A but a lot more bullshit. <laughs> yeah, a lot more bullshit in this episode. So, Be patient with us. Be patient. Yeah. Okay. James, anything you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? We're just remember, kids, if that... <laughs> Bitch burns your toast. <laughs> That's the end of everything. <laughs> hey. That's all I got. Uh, I've got nothing to do and no uh. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but no dysentery. Thank you to yeah. that brave man and his reef conquering. <laughs> yep. All right, everybody. We'll <laughs> see you again next week. And with all that being said, we'll close out and I'm done. Yep. <laughs>